Welcome to Life's Lemonade Unfiltered. We are two moms who are neighbors and friends doing a podcast from the closet. In this podcast, we're getting real about life, kids, womanhood, and all the stuff in between. So buckle up, buttercups, and join us on this roller coaster. Welcome back, Lemon Drops. It's Yesenia. And Kiara. And (laughs) we're just... I'm in a mood. I've been in a mood all day. And I'm going to tell you that it's been quite interesting. It's been a, a little bit of a ride on this internal um, <laughs> mind of mine. But okay. what? <laughs> I'm just watching just getting you. Prepared. Okay, first of all, before we get into anything about what I want to share today. Okay. Are the predictions for Super Bowl? Oh my gosh! Yes, I have notes on this. Okay, okay. okay so I we're felt gonna start really like unprepared <laughs> and like vulnerable for a minute, but I'm I'm ready for this. I'm easing you in. This I'm, is the loop. Okay, I'm ready for this. Um, okay, so okay, the Chiefs did win. They did, but I'm still waiting for the drama. I don't. Okay, feel so like, what was dramatic about it? Um, what are the groups saying? I think, saying? okay, so my notes that I took were that um, he sprained, Mahomes sprained his ankle. That's true. Which I feel like when we were watching the Super Bowl, it was like, oh. Like, what happened to him? Where did he go? It wasn't that great of an injury. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just seemed, we're disappointed by the level of injury. It just seemed minor, but when I look back and everybody talking about it, it's like, it was not minor, and they yeah, drugged him that. up so hard so that he could play the That's rest crazy. of the game. Yeah. And there was like this meme and it was like an old grandpa, like skip running through a store. And it was like Mahomes <laughs> every time he was like running a play after he sprained his ankle. So, so I feel like it was a big injury, but I don't know. He hasn't really, t- I don't know that he's talked about it after, but okay. I feel like it was worse than they covered it well yeah. enough in the moment. Yeah. It didn't everyone, seem like it was such a big deal. Yeah. Everyone's like, he ran in after like for halftime into the tunnel and then came out like, woo, I'm ready okay. to go. At, but he was in so much pain on TV, right? When yeah, it happened. Yeah, but they just, like you said, shot him yeah. up with a So I think that was a good a good yeah. enough injury for our predictions. And it wasn't a boring game. Um, No. And then the controversy was the last quarter call. Right. Well, I think there was, like, controversy on a call, and it led to the Chiefs winning. Like, if that call hadn't been made, then it could have gone either way I at that point. I don't remember that. Yeah. So I've, a lot of people are up in arms about that call and that, mm. like, swaying who won the game. Okay. Um, so, so far, two out of two? <laughs> yeah. I'm dying at the fact that me and you both just thought Rihanna was postpartum. <laughs> like, but when she rubbed her belly, I told you that's something only a pregnant woman does. Know, but, I think... but the thought didn't stick. I was like, no, but why does she keep rubbing her postpartum belly? Yeah, and you... Th- kept saying that she was three months postpartum and at one point I think she, you said that it was her pregnant? fundus that was still that <laughs> I did long. I did you she's never know. nine months postpartum oh. and she is pregnant you know what's <laughs> funny though I didn't even know she had had a child you just felt felt it you said she had a baby you told me she was o- only because no earlier in the week Alexia and I were talking on the phone and she, we were talking about Rihanna's performance and being postpartum. And I'm like, wait, she had a baby. Like I have been so out of the world of pop culture that I didn't even know she was pregnant, let alone had a baby. And I was like, with who? I didn't She's like ASAP Rocky. And I was like, which one's that? She's like the the black guy with, I'm like, Alexia, (laughs) you just described the hair. Right. (laughs) Like, Every music artist that she could possibly have a child with. I don't know. Yeah. 
Well, I didn't know either. So I just was like following, like thought that you knew. So I was like, oh, three months postpartum. But then in my head, I was also like, okay, you can get pregnant. But she's three months pregnant. But your belly wouldn't be that big. If she was three months postpartum oh, three and months pregnant, pregnant again, right she, I don't know how how pregnant she is, but um, she did apparently like previously to the Super Bowl say that she was bringing a special guest, and then when she didn't bring out anybody, oh. then everyone was like, "Oh, that was her special guest," but we didn't know that. Yeah, know she said that. We okay, were... I have this uh, this lady I have, I follow on Instagram, and she's local, and um. <laughs> She's a realtor and she's very big, like in her world, I think it seems like okay. from what I can tell. Going on a rant about how she likes to keep the things that she sees pure. Okay. And she felt like she had no choice or say in the matter that before she knew it, she felt violated as a woman. What? She felt like Rihanna's performance put us back 100 years as women. And I'm like thinking... Did we watch the same fucking show? Because How does it put you back? A hundred years ago, women wouldn't even I've be been, in the Super Bowl. I've been Bowl. watching to see if she elaborates on it. It kind of cut off at a weird spot. I think she realized she was being like, I don't know if it was alive and it was saved to her thing and it just went on her, you know, yeah. her feed. But it made me feel like this is what it's like to be a privileged, rich ass white woman. <laughs> but I like, don't even what, get it. But I... I don't get it either, but at the same time, I was like, what was wrong with it? For one, did you not like that she was in red and these guys were in white and it kind of made her look like a devil? Did you not like that she had her pregnant belly showing? I don't know what she she was referring to. she didn't have her pregnant belly showing. No, but you know, like... Like, she was completely covered the whole time. Right, I don't... I was so... I would like to find it. Maybe I can... I don't know if how controversial this will be so this is the problem that i have (laughs) yeah because where do we start with that i feel like that's a whole nother thing the two things that i saw people's opinions on the halftime show was that one she was being so disgusting and um i don't know what the word is not derogatory but that her dancing was gross and disgusting and nasty yeah i don't understand that and i was like what she was acting like a cat like i get some of it was like a little but like we're really gonna i don't know it's just i saw a few people who were like my children were watching this and started mimicking her and like that's the kind of example we're setting and it's like if the if you're so concerned about a clip on tv having such an influence on your child then clearly you're not parenting hard enough right because our kids were down there shaking their butts in front of the tv but then it's like i don't know i just don't think that like in in comparison like letting your kids watch this five or ten minute clip is overriding all of the things that you should be teaching them and everything else that they're already exposed to anyway yeah and like if you are teaching them all these things and that that should be like i don't know i didn't think twice about my children watching it i didn't either i mean honestly shakira and j-lo's performance was way more scandalous than this was but then the on the uh, the flip side of it the other thing that i saw a ton about like shared about the halftime show was that it was boring which was annoying to me because i feel like her singing is amazing like she's such an incredible artist and There's something that just reminded me it's of something like, else I saw. What do you like? What do you want from her? 
Yeah. You want her to shake her butt more? Right. You want fireworks? Like, she was suspended in the air, pregnant, singing, and it probably honestly was lip sync. Right. But what do you want from her? Yeah. It was just so interesting (sighs) to see the disappointment. And it's like, she can't just be praised for the fact that her voice is amazing and right she, needs she has to get up there and and entertain her you all. talent and she doesn't By have being... to come out and be the best of all time like it's, it's just... not a yearly competition to be, right. be the best it's like she just she did a good job so i saw another one that was also talking about uh it was like we just saw the most beautiful uh national anthem song we could have done without the rest of the wokeness though and it was I like saw because they had the ladies sing the black national yes, anthem. Yes. Yeah. Why? Why is there not room for that? Right. It's yeah, I don't know. So it's just weird because I feel like football is one of those sports where it's, it is predominantly black, I mean, athletes, right? Uh, Would you say I don't I don't think so. No. And this is the first time in Super Bowl history that both quarterbacks were black. Are black. So I think that tells you That's I do a lot. think that it is a sport that black men excel in, right. but I don't, I honestly don't think if you looked at the roster that most people, I don't think that most of them would be black. I, I, don't, I don't know. know. Well, let's do a so. fact okay. check. Okay. Let's, let's do a fact do check on this. Okay. Because I'm not sure, but I'm just saying it, it, it's wild to me how uh, we, we can still see this as like, um, <laughs> it's an issue for there to, to be an equalness or anything else going on than yeah, what you want there right. to be like yeah. just let it, it uh, people who have <laughs> people who have time to sit and criticize this it's like what yeah. i wish i had the time just sit and enjoy it and if you don't but like also, it you don't like what, it but who cares but also you were talking about it being a, like they were bored I read this really interesting article on the yoga journal. I was trying to find it and I couldn't find it. It's an Instagram page I follow just about big news in the yoga world. And this yoga teacher put it in words that was so beautiful. And I, and I thought this is something like a complete different perspective was what, what Rihanna did up there was yoga. Like she was so present. She was in her body. She was being authentic. She was really in in a way honoring herself and where her body is and what she's doing and embracing motherhood and everything that it was it was like this woman said I felt at peace watching the show and I and I remember feeling that like like she's just doing a great job and you could tell that she was being cautious with yeah herself she wasn't trying remember we said it yeah yeah like she wasn't trying to be really saving her energy she was trying to just be what she wanted to be and not be more because that's what people want absolutely and I thought that that article really hit the nail on the head is like well, we don't have to do it like it's always been done, yeah. right? And she, what she wanted to do, I think she accomplished, which was be up there and own her presence. And she owned it, yeah. whether it was up to your standards of quote unquote entertainment or not. That's yeah. on that's on you. You had an expectation. That's on you. <laughs> it really did give off the vibe of just like a strong woman that yes. like knew exactly what she was doing and yeah. she wasn't going to let anyone sway her. And I think the people <clears throat> that didn't get that, clearly that's why they're complaining is because they don't have the awareness to even like consider that that's consider that someone's doing something for a reason and it's not about you and your what you want out of entertainment right yeah um but also i saw this tiktok and i was like how did we miss this a dancer almost fell off one of those platforms 
You know how they were up on the really? thing? And I'll post it on our Instagram, but I wanted to show you. Because <laughs> it was so oh, funny. I didn't miss it. <laughs> could you imagine well i mean he wasn't that close to falling but it would probably fucking feel like it that he landed in the middle good thing scary. he landed right scary so scary it is scary but okay it's not it wasn't like he was hanging off the edge i would have caught that oh it's so scary how but... did we miss that though we and were looking then... at her in the bread <laughs> <laughs> oh, for you guys that can't see it it says my period coming to tell my husband's sperms they did nothing this month and it's her coming down with bitch better have my money oh, so funny that is hilarious I'll post I mean I'm page, sure but... they could be tons of funny things to talk about with, yeah. with her being in red and all the oh way. I know yeah there was so many good ones But so okay well the astrologers were right and there was a lot happening and it was a good it was a good show. I enjoyed it for sure. Yeah, I did. I did too. I thought it was really good and I feel like you could just feel feel what she was trying to give off. Yeah. It if was you paid so attention. Good. It was so good. Yeah. Stop demanding it. more from mothers. She owned it. Women. She owned for real. Okay, so that kind of uh <laughs> we're going into it, Kiara. Oh, no, Are you I'm ready? Scared. No, I'm not. All right. I'm going to start off with she asking you a question. Okay. Oh, boy. Okay. What do you think it means to have radical self-love? Okay. The first, when you told me this earlier, you didn't ask <laughs> me this question, but you said you want to talk about it. And radical to me is such a scary word. I feel uh -huh. like it's very, um, it's usually used in negative connotations too much and, um, crazy. Okay. Well, let me read you what okay. the definition is right now it's accepting yourself caring for yourself and knowing you are more than enough and inherently worthy of love respect and compassion like <laughs> just that alone when I was writing this I was I had like a huge knot in my throat yeah because it's like you know that you're not doing the thing the things and I know that the things that that I'm not doing the things because my basic Thing that arises first when I think of loving myself so radically that it would look crazy to other people is that I'm not worthy of it, right? And that it's selfish. It's selfish. <laughs> yeah. And so it automatically, I feel like for sure as a woman, but definitely as a mother, I think is like always on the forefront of taking time. And I mean, I told you guys last week that I have been really trying to relish in some self love moments right and just like slowing down and doing that <clears throat> and it has felt selfish but at the same time I know that when I feel so much better everybody else is benefiting right yeah <clears throat> so it's just like uh this it's like this weird thought is like wh why do we let our fears and what others perceive us as because i don't think we're afraid of actually feeling selfish ourselves we're afraid of other people thinking we're selfish i feel like i don't have enough time and energy to give the people that i love all the love that i want to give them that mm. if i do it for myself it's taking away from my ability to do it for other people you know like do, don't you feel like i don't know maybe it's just my personality but it's like it. i could give so much to everybody and that's like that's what like what brings me joy but is doing things is for other too, people so when it feels like you're not 
doing enough for everyone else, then how could you possibly take time for yourself? Because it's weird. Well, it's, I, know, I think it's I'm one of those saying, like, like mysteries in life. I think when we can give to ourselves the most is when everybody else benefits. And it's like, it, it's a collective, right? And I think about it like if I'm having a really good day, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have a great attitude and I'm going to be positive towards someone that may have been having a shitty day. And they're going to be like, fuck, that that was really, that was a nice encounter. And then that's a ripple effect. So I think about the ripple effect. And when it crosses my path, when it's a negative ripple effect, I absorb that. And then I move through my day with that same energy. And so as a collective, we're fucking each other over. Like, why are we not loving ourselves more? Yeah. Even if it looks crazy to other people. But it's also kind of crazy how those feelings come and go with sometimes not even a reason like I feel like I've had both this week where it's like I was in such a great mood I was so happy Mm -hmm. for no apparent reason and then the next day I woke up and I was like what the hell happened Mm -hmm. to my happiness it's gone but for no apparent reason like it's just so crazy how it just can well okay so then I think that's right right there that's the attachment to the word happiness right because happiness is a state it's not it's not a a constant, right? And so I don't think you can live in constant happiness. But you know what that feeling is where you're like buzzing yeah. in happiness, not anxiety. Because <laughs> I feel like there's <laughs> an anxiety buzz too. But mm-hmm. where you're just like, so like you feel like you're walking on clouds. Yeah. But I don't, and I think everyone can like think back to a time, but like I don't attach that to any specific reason. And mm-hmm. I can't remember a reason why I felt that way. But I do remember feeling that way and it doesn't come that often. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's just it's just interesting to me because I think your bio, biology and hormones and all of that has so much to do with it, too. Well, that's a whole nother subject. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, if we talk about our, our cycles as women and being in our two different states, I mean, out of the month, two weeks, we're in a completely <laughs> different stage than the two weeks after. It's really We annoying. fluctuate so much. Yeah, it's I've honestly been, so rude. It like, is. It really is. <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. <laughs> Don't even sidetrack me right now. <laughs> okay. But you know what I mean? So as women, I think we're constantly, yes, we're in an influx, but I don't know. I don't know. Do you think men have to worry about radically loving themselves? Um, I think they don't. But I think that's what makes the difference is that so many of us are unaware that we really need that. Yeah. You know, like, at least for me, I I mean, I've been doing a lot of this kind of work and I've realized that, you know, where I have a lot of shortcomings, um, but a lot of it has come from spending time with myself and my thoughts and actually like dissecting them and wondering why I feel that way. Interesting. When I'm alone with my thoughts, I feel like... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. I think I've spent a lot of time alone with my thoughts lately. And uh, is it terrifying? Yeah. Yeah. It's scary. But why is it scary? Because I think that's when all of the truths mm-hmm. happen. And so why is that scary? So that's the same question that we're going to get there. things that you don't want to deal with that you pushed out. And why is that scary? You just walked. <laughs> I am, girl. I... 
it. Why are you doing this to me? You just walked me right into that. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. I'm done. We're, no, we're doing this here. Um, so, because I think that you can choose to just be happy. And I don't think that... But you can't. As you much as, like... Huh? You, but you just said you find yourself in moments where the happiness But I think those are buzzing. all of the things that I'm not on the daily, like, worried about because I'm choosing to just be happy. So, so is this like toxic positivity think, we're talking about here? No, I just think that if it's not a huge deal, then why have a whole emotional fit about it? But then when you're alone, because it's something all that of keeps those rising. emotional right. emotions are there. That's how you know when it when it is something that needs to be spent more time on. You know, like when when it keeps coming up, and so like the more you push it down. Mm-hmm. <laughs> It's going somewhere. <laughs> like, where is it going? You know what I mean? Yeah. And so part of part of what I have in, or encountered on, on my quest of this talking about radical self-love today was um, this really amazing article I found. And it's from a website called The Body Is Not An Apology. So it's dot com. And this woman put this article out in 2019, Shannon Weber, and it was 10 ways, uh, 10 different ways to practice radical self-love or difficult ways. I forget the whole title, Um, but she offered some really uh, great things. And so, like, I took so many notes because I just there were parts that really jumped out at me, probably because I structure or structure. I struggle in some of these things. But I thought maybe I could go through it and we can share I can share it with you and we can talk about it because um, okay because I think there are things that we touch on all the time. Yeah. And I, I've never had anything like this concrete in front of me that I'm like, oh, this is really okay. good. Good stuff here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Guys, she is hating me right now. <laughs> but you know, we're gonna peel band-aids off. Uh... Do you want it fast or slow? <laughs> why did my brain just flash to the mouse oh my god (laughs) oh god okay okay the hairless rat going you can imagine what that is okay so the the first one was being a better friend to myself and we Mm. think about that i think about it often because i'm like what i say what i talk to anybody i do life with the way i talk to myself no no I certainly wouldn't because I call myself all kinds of (laughs) worthless piece of shit. Like, you know, like the most self-loathing things I speak to myself. And it's very rare that I think, you said you're doing a good job. You're doing the best you can. You have gone so far. Like I rarely do positive self-talk. So that one really like, instantly like all the things all the things that I say to myself um just kind of like we're on a loop and I thought well this is a problem here like there's a there's a thought pattern that I'm not worthy and so what are the things that are going to keep arising in my life to prove to me that I'm not worthy because that's what you attract with your thoughts right mm-hmm. so it's just like I just don't think I have that problem but I think it's being because I don't <laughs> I know. I just don't acknowledge it. <laughs> it's like you always have the metaphorical headphones on that are noise canceling. Yeah. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. Okay. I just don't talk to myself. Yeah. I would rather ignore the negativity than mm-hmm. say it <laughs> or think it. But it's there. Okay. But I think that also goes that on the other spectrum is like I'm also not doing the positive. Right. There's it's just it's just neither. like a deadline. Just keep going. Just a deadline. <laughs> Pick up hello. Yeah. And it's like the Dr. Seuss book where the cord is cut on the phone. Oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have come to say hello. Yeah. Hello. I, I said do. hello. And there's nobody there. Yeah, I yeah. don't do either. Oh, okay. The second one is giving myself permission to accept my own compassion. And it offered a mantra, which I really like. It's so simple, but it was I am worthy of my own compassion. And I think they're such simple words, but they can really be used to practice self-love every day that you can just kind of repeat on a, you know, like you're having a hard moment and you can just say it to yourself so that you can kind of yeah. get back to where you are instead of running off with the anxiety, right? Yeah. So I thought it was a very grounding little i mean i i want to put the we should probably put this with uh this page up on there because there was so much that was listed but i only took notes on some of it on each one but i think that this is really worth people going to check out okay so number three deciphering and following the yearnings of my own heart even if it's at odds with what others want And my side notes on this one and what they also offered was this doesn't mean you should never consider the impact on your loved ones when planning important life decisions. But self-love requires you to recognize yourself as one of those loved ones. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Right. And so. I think that goes back to like the willingness to. Do everything for everyone else and not yourself. Yes, absolutely. So yeah. I, when I read that, I was like, Ugh. <laughs> like you see the lumps, like the lumps were there all morning. And I, <laughs> that's why I said I need a good cry today. Like, yeah. I feel yeah. like I've, I haven't really sat with everything I, I, that came up, but I'm going to, I'm going to do it this week. I have to unpack that. I have therapy Tuesday. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and it really goes in hand with what her biggest, um, homework has been for me since I started with her was just like self-compassion. Yeah. And so it's just crazy that, I mean, they really do just, they're the two things, self-compassion and self-love. They go hand in hand, Mm -hmm. you know? So, okay. Four is reviewing how I'm nourishing my body. Mm. And I also thought about that. Like, you know, we've talked about why is self-love like, um, feeding yourself giving yourself time to sit and enjoy a meal you know we've gone back to that and sometimes we just run 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 and we don't even think about what we're putting in our bodies and how we're treating it are we sleeping well are we drinking too much am I you know like all these things that we just go through our lives not acknowledging so I thought that one I mean everybody knows I I think it's a pretty self-explanatory one um but I think it's a big um telling sign when you're not treating your body well other things aren't going to be going so good mm-hmm. so i agree number five is asking for help mm. oh, we both struggle with this and she's just trying to hide in my dresses 
Yeah, I know that one's that one's really hard because asking for help is a very vulnerable position, and it's a very like um, if you come from uh, from a people pleasing place, there's no room for you to please people if you're asking for help. Yeah, you know, it feels like that. So. But also how great it feels when you do have people that you can ask for help and you know it's not a big deal. You know, like it's just it's a very freeing thing. But I think we have as a community have gotten really far away from helping somebody out just to help somebody out. Yeah. You know, like I notice it before I used to consider like pulling over and helping somebody on the road. And now I keep driving. And part of that, like, really hurts me that I can't. I feel like I can't do that for people anymore. Like I see a woman walking and I want to give her a ride. But yeah, one of my coworkers came into the office the other day and she was like, I got a flat tire on the freeway. And she like pulled over and called her husband and her husband like couldn't get there for a certain amount of time. Mm -hmm. And so she ended up changing her own tire. But she's like, not one person stopped. Like, can you can you believe that? Not one person stopped. But that's why. And she's an older lady. And she's like, like when I would get a flat tire mm-hmm. like 40 years ago, people would stop. And like, nobody Help, stopped. Yeah. And I was like, in my head, I was like, oh, like. Yeah. She was just like, not offended, but just very Shocked, surprised. Yeah. Because it, that's, she's older now. And how I think that that's not how the the norm of like the core of when she was growing up yeah and then but my thought when she said that was like you're like yeah i wouldn't stop either well no and like we have have cell phones like you called your husband like you know how to change a tire but yeah i can even if you if she didn't need the help it's just nice to know that the gesture is there that somebody is willing to just make sure that she's okay and um i think our generation really just keeps walking DGAF like yeah you know it's like but I think part of it is like a lot of us are like it's not my problem because now you don't know if you're dealing with crazy people you know but I remember I I I have gotten out of my car and helped push people's cars like out of the road because they ran out of gas yeah I haven't done that in the last 10 years for sure yeah you know I just that's not my instinct but that's definitely something that I mean just asking for help I can definitely work on and also just be more gracious to receive all right six was understanding myself as a physical embodiment of the universe and that takes me back to my thought of like it's a ripple effect right and if i treat myself well um, that means i'm treating like if i if i'm good you're good you know yeah and yeah i just think that um we need to look at like we're just we need to look at everybody like ourselves. Yeah. You know? And I think there's such a balance there, too. Like, because I think there's people who take really good... Oh, my God. I'm having a lot of problems right now. <laughs> you, are you one of those people that yawns when they're nervous? No, I yawn when I read, though. It's so weird. When I read out loud. Okay. Um, That's probably... You know, yawning and, like, any kind of physical release is mm-hmm. a way for you to process emotion. Did you know that? Interesting. I did a what lot would I be of processing though You're... when I'm reading my kids a book. Right now to you go to bed. I cannot get through like a children's book without yawning five times. <laughs> they like look at me and they're like, Lady, <laughs> read the book. Like, what is wrong with you? I cannot read out loud without yawning. I have it's a so friend weird. that told me that he used to get uh nervous when he sang and he would start yawning. 
like in like, like in, would, in yeah. public yeah <laughs> yeah i am a, yeah. you're you're very uncomfortable oh with this topic we're talking about no so that's i'm not gonna... i just think i also think there's a balance there so i think there's people that like really love themselves and do everything for themselves and can't spread that on like you know i think it goes both ways it's like people who really love them yeah or you have to be like i think you just have to be mindful of like how much you're doing for yourself and also because like what is the point if you're you're doing everything for yourself and living this amazing life and you're not spreading that no but you're going out into the world and you're just like "Mm," like in your own bubble you do that for yourself don't you think it's just oozing out of you i think so but i think there's people where it's not they are so protective of their own peace that they're not that it comes off as to Mm. other people like that they're yeah that's interesting like can you just imagine like like a CEO of a company who just like gets up early, goes to the gym, is super successful in work, like eats very healthy, but they're like not a nice person because they're so consumed with making sure that they're good, mm. that they're not allowing it to spread out into other people. Maybe that's yeah. just Lifetime movies that I watched. I was going to say, I don't know. It sounds like a movie. What no, movie? I do think I, I feel like I know people like that though, mm. that they just can't ever be in a relationship. They can't ever be in a happy marriage. Because they're so consumed with no, because their that's, own self. But that's different because they've so heavily relied on themselves and that's their happiness that they like when you're in partnership, you are bound to grow because you are bound to deal with difficult things. We were talking about that people staying in common places and comfortable places because like once you do that, you stop growing. And I think that's part of that. But I think if you ask them they're happy genuinely happy they just don't know any different no they're just keeping it all to themselves maybe they're hoarding the happiness okay (laughs) i don't know maybe they're i mean yeah i just think it's a balance like everything like you have to be willing to give and take yeah in the right ways and i think most people yeah it's the give and not the take Mm -hmm. but i think it could be the other way around too Mm -hmm. that's interesting okay all right, I really like number seven because it, it like gave you some like more instruction, and it said creative, creatively exercising my emotional demons. So it said, create a musical playlist that embodies the life you wish to grow into. Write about the person you were before self love became so much harder, and what it would be like to regain regain that self's wisdom and inner knowledge. It said, paint draw garden dance make love remember who you are and who you can be and that just i love a good emotional playlist to like get me in my feels like yeah when i'm sad i just want to like dig deep into the sadness with like the saddest songs that i can find but also when i'm like happy like music really does music for for sure yeah but also i loved how it said like like dance and make love and garden and i think like we often forget about that whole don't even think about like what kind of things make us feel so good in our bodies that we want to express it in our love making <laughs> oh sorry that's i went there not, i went there where i thought this was ending no it's okay. not ending and that's well, only number I just, seven i know i was just <laughs> I was thinking about like the things that I do, like gardening and painting that, and those not, I don't garden, but like those types of things that make me happy. And then you ended it 
and then through my train of thought, but <laughs> my thought train. Um, Girl, but I was just thinking about the last few weekends that we, me and Allie, have been volunteering at the farm, and um, today we got to ride one of the horses. And how happy it makes me. Like those are the, like mm-hmm. something that I love to do and I used to do all the time and then I stopped because I got mm-hmm. older and I don't have time. But um, yeah, I think it's like sometimes viewed as silly to like do these things that bring you joy, joy or uh. like even think about the things that you did when you were younger or a kid that brought you joy. And like, mm-hmm. why can't you still do those things? Like there are. 40 year old adult men that play mm-hmm. like pick up basketball at the park like yeah. they never stopped having that joy Have fun. and it's like somehow along the way most people lose those things that they love to do and forget to play um, yeah and I think a lot of people view it as like it like costs money or mm-hmm. it's like what benefit is it bringing like not and just have you know what I mean if I'm but, not making money it's not worth it yeah <laughs> Yeah. And it's like, why are we spending thousands of dollars on our children's sports and activities and birthday parties? And then at some point we're just like, nope, we can't do the fun. Like we just are cut off from fun things. Like, I know. So yeah, I think that's that's a good point. Yeah. So I just like, I like the idea of bringing the fun back in and like really embodying, um, like getting into our bodies about how we're feeling. Cause I know like for me, there have been times where like I'll hear a song and I can just like imagine myself like doing yoga to it where I'm like, I want to roll. I want to do like the hip rolls. I want to like feel what this feels like when I'm moving in my practice, you know? And I just think like, we just don't make ourselves slow down to really even do these things. Yeah. Or like even, I feel like it kind of comes in like a wave where we're at the peak and it's like, we're in the, thick of it like careers and raising Mm -hmm. children and just so much stuff and then you get older and then you see these old people who like sit around doing puzzles Mm -hmm. and playing card games and that's fun like I want to do that now like why are we not doing that you know what I mean yeah why are we waiting till then to live yeah Yeah. like why is there this thing where it's like I want to I don't know and I think I think a lot of it too is like you know, when people talk about having kids and they're like, oh, I'm mm-hmm. going to wait till I'm 30 and have a, my career set and I have a home and so that, and, and I that actually travel and blah, yeah. blah, blah. And then like Rick and I had kids. So in you, mm-hmm. like we had kids yeah. so young yeah. and my thought was like, I want to just have them and get that over with and still be young enough to like enjoy, enjoy the rest of it. Just enjoy my kids as adults and yeah. enjoy my spouse in an age where we are set and yeah that actually uh segues really beautifully into number eight which was um it said uncovering and healing the structural sources of my self-loathing and under this one they they cited an article um in the feminine mystique it was written in 1963 was um something that they put on there said women like her which was white, economically secure, college-educated, heterosexual housewife. Okay, so this is who they're referring to in okay. The Feminine Mystique. Women like her weren't depressed because they sucked at being wives and mothers. They were depressed because as women, they were given only these options in society, and they were punished if they wanted anything else. Wow. 
when I read that, I want to read this, The Feminine Mystique, because I want to find out what that was like. And that makes so much sense. Like the women that chose to go outside of the norm of the housewife, like they had to deal with a lot of shit, you know, from being in a workforce. I have clients that weren't allowed to work past five months of pregnancy because they weren't allowed to look like they were pregnant Yeah, because it was going to make men uncomfortable. And it was just like, why couldn't she like when my sister and I have talked about this, she's working for someone right now that is only hiring mothers. (laughs) Like, because he's realized that's what's best for his business because they we know how to multitask and we know how to do all these things like so you think about all the women that were on like antidepressants and stuff in those in those in the 60s and stuff that's why they were depressed like yeah it wasn't like you we've all heard of the option to do anything but the thing we've all heard of the um like mommy's little helper like they were taking like what was it that they were taking Valiums and stuff just yeah. to like get through yeah. being a mom in that time? Like I can't even imagine. No. Yeah. But so, yeah, because what joy did they have? They didn't have the choice to yeah. leave the house and do something for themselves. Right. They had their one job and that was it. Right. That's yeah. wild. I know. I so I want to read that article I or book or I don't know what it was, but I think that would be worth looking into. Yeah. And then, okay, so number nine was putting my hangups into perspective. And I think this one had a lot on there that I can't even, I didn't want to go through and list everything. That's why I think it's important that we tag this uh, writer because it was really good. But um, I'm going to let you guys go and look at that one. And But obviously we know what that means is like we can analyze it. Is this thought coming from me? Where is this coming from? Am I taking out of proportion? Like you need, you need to be the the one that puts your own thoughts under a microscope, you know, and taking personal ownership of that. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, number 10 was recognizing that self-love isn't a linear process. And I think, uh, like what I wrote down was self-love isn't something you figure out once and then like you possess it. It's like a shiny. It's always changing. Yeah, of course. And it's. Uh, it's a relationship with yourself and like any good relationship, it has to be consensually worked at, respectfully reworked, compassionately tweaked and lovingly embraced despite its idiosyncrasies. So at the very end, it just said self-love isn't easy, but I promise you this. It's like you is always worth it. And like that just like took me on a whole journey this morning because uh, especially with Valentine's Day passing, I feel like I'm always quick to say, I don't celebrate the holiday. I don't believe in it. It's a Hallmark tradition. But what would it look like to like have a Valentine's Day for yourself? Like, what would your day look like? You know, like, how would you treat yourself? Well, and really I thinking think, about that, making making it like an everyday process. Yeah. I think the thing with Valentine's Day, too, is the <clears throat> expectation. And oh, someone else having to fulfill that expectation. Yeah. So when you're just talking and looking at yourself, it's like you set the expectation and you fulfilled the expectation. But when right. it's on, like the, it's put on someone else and then That's they don't come through, it's like, yeah. why? That's why I don't do so. Uh, I don't celebrate Valentine's Day. I never have. And when I met Will, I told him because we met like a little bit before Valentine's. I said, I don't do so. Like, 
yeah anything for this so don't worry you're off the hook but i think people can feel this way too like um on birthdays where it's yeah. like you think it's going to be this great day and then it hits and then right. you're like oh my gosh i still have to like do yeah. the dishes and take care of these children and i shouldn't they have to do anything well, it's like they don't care that it's my birthday they're right. still gonna throw a fit or have attitude and, and they will yeah 98 so percent of the time <laughs> it's crazy because it's like why wouldn't you I feel like practicing self-care is the best way to fulfill your own happiness because you're yeah. not relying on anybody else but yourself. Yeah. It's the easiest way to, it is, you know, but that's, that's what I mean is that like if, if I'm good, we're all good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. So everybody get on your own, <laughs> get on your own side. And I think like, and I think there's some misconceptions on self-care too, because I've seen this a lot lately where it's like, um, like oh I did like self care and like my husband kept the kids downstairs while I took a bath and it's like that's not self care that's like literally you're bathing like <laughs> you know it's like ma women have made self care into like normal Basically, things that you should just be able to do and like sit down for a meal instead of standing yeah in the it's kitchen like and no that's what, what you should just be doing and so I think that's another thing is like when you're we have calling, to raise the bar on self care yeah when you're calling practices when you're calling well, it self care it's like is it self care is it something that you just deserve every day and do thus real self care well that's Don't the thing just... I think that's a, a perfect difference though is that there's self care and then there's self love it's like one is external one is internal yeah right like i think that that could be the difference yeah <laughs> are you okay i'm fine yeah you survived it you did it wasn't too bad right i think this article really gave us um something to like rooted to yeah, yeah i really I, I really needed that like the little like side yeah notes and in stuff. retrospect i think there's like probably people listening and some things resonated and seemed mm -hmm. easy and some things seemed hard and and it's the, the hard the hard things, things are the, are the ones you need to look at <laughs> yeah don't dismiss them and be yeah. like oh well like five of them worked for me so i'm gonna focus on those well I you think. can see like on some of them i took a lot more notes because that's clearly what jumped out at me and what i needed to really work yeah. on but really like i just think that just that uh, Remembering that mantra, I think that's a really easy one. I am worthy of my own compassion. That can snap you right out of anything or right into a place of love yeah, instantly. Because, yeah, right? compassion for yourself is hard. For myself, is it's hard. Oh, absolutely. Me too. Yeah. It's been like, I still don't really understand what that means. <laughs> but every day I'm on the quest. Every day. Oh my gosh. Okay. Uh, so we'll leave it at that. And. You have the homework to practice some radical self-love, listeners. We love you guys so much. We will be back next week. Yes. Have a good week.